Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hi, everybody. So good to see everybody here again today. And today we're doing an extension of our state of industry report and really diving in a little bit more into our hybrid webinar. Do get a lot of questions. What is hybrid? How exactly does hybrid happen? So I invited one of our experts, Sarah, from our team. She's our business development manager. You guys may have remember her from the last session. So just to kind of jumpstart you know, dive right in. What constitutes a hybrid event, Sarah? Well, first, thank you for having me, Amanda. Uh, what is a hybrid event? First, we consider a hybrid event any live event that has a virtual component. So it could be very basic from in-person plus live stream, or you could even add gamification, on-demand content, interactivity, different levels. You can even do networking sessions for both in-person and virtual audiences. And it is a great opportunity to extend the life of your event. It brings a great opportunity to create content, not only for advertising your event in the future, but also to be repurposed in other marketing efforts. So although this is not new, hybrid events are not new to the pandemic, this is a new normal. Because through the pandemic, the last two years, we saw a lot of success within virtual, right? And that's why they say virtual and hybrid is here to stay because for those people that just can't necessarily afford to fly to a different city to attend a conference that they love, they can actually now access it via virtual. So the hybrid is a really great opportunity. But in addition to that, what are some other reasons why people should consider hybrid events? Right. You can really bring the experience to the next level it increases the reach of your event. So you'd not only have the live attendees, which until now have been very limited by safety guidelines, but you can really reach out to many other people and attendees that could attend your event and gain insights from your brand and possibly become your, your customer. So this is a great opportunity, uh, not only to, like I mentioned, to increase the, the reach, you can also increase the venue capacity. So maybe your event used to be 40 people, 50 people, 100 people. With the virtual element, you can really reach out to thousands and hundreds of thousands of people if you do it on a live stream on or on a Zoom uh, meeting. So the opportunity is to reach out to create diverse audiences that also create community within your, your audience. And even for economical reasons, there are some people that just really don't have the assigned budget to travel to your event. So this could be a great opportunity for people that really want to reach out, that really want to connect with you, and they just can't for economical reasons or even disability, any other challenges that they might face. You make sure that everyone can attend, at least in some portion, and enjoy your event. Another is to drive long-term engagement. And one of the qualities I really appreciate about hybrid is the fact that it's so accessible, right? So normally in the past, when it's an in-person event, if I missed a speaker, 
I just missed the speaker. But now if it's recorded, I can actually go back and, you know, watch that specific session. I remember there was an event I personally attended and John Legend was part of the event. But during that time, I also had something else I couldn't miss it. So I was so delighted when I found out it was recorded so that I could watch it on my own time. And so that's the beauty of it. And we're not necessarily pushing or championing hybrid here, but we do just want to bring that awareness and really bring that education to our community here, right? Like what exactly is it? So as you're determining, do I do virtual? Do I do hybrid or do I do in-person? You have this Commonwealth knowledge and you're educated on which platform fits your event the best. Moving forward, what are some different levels of interactivities you've mentioned before since there's so many different levels of hybrid that we, we talked about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are different levels and our team has really streamlined it into three. So the first one would be... And as Sarah went through each of the tiers, so then, you know, for those of you who can't see the screen, it's really thinking about how much time investment you wanted to input as well, because then now you're creating the in-person event as well as the hybrid, uh, the virtual, right? That's why it's the hybrid. And planning this additional component is a lot of work, even at its simplest level, because you had to consider, you know, when you simply just live stream, it's not just like, oh, I'll get a vendor here, live stream. I mean, you could definitely do that. But if you want to do it well, that's a different story, right? You would need to make sure all your slides match so that you actually are also engaging with the people that are virtual. And then, you know, even in the MC script, then we will edit so that the MC makes sure to also engage and say hello and integrate that experience. Instead of having one host, you will have two because you need one for the in-person crowd and you need another one for the virtual, right? So all these are just more consideration as you're planning out your hybrid experience. How do you measure impact and success, right? We talked about all the different levels, but like, how do I know? Do I really want to do this? What should I, what should our audience look out for, Sarah? First, what you really mentioned, you really want to make sure that you're pairing with an agency that knows your needs, that knows your uh, staff capacity, and they can really help you understand the scope of work that you need. Um, it is very important for us here to make sure that our client is very well tended to and that they don't feel like this is a higher load of work. Because as we've mentioned, these different levels of interactivity, of course, require a higher degree of difficulty, I would say. Um, it is really important to know that you're paired with someone who really has your back. Brand awareness, lead generation, communication goals, increasing sales. There are several metrics, so I'll go over a few. The first one would be, of course, overall attendance. So how many people attended your event, how long they stayed for, and how many downloaded your content. Those are very important metrics for, for your success, as well as for your sponsors, which we'll mention in a bit. You want to make sure that you maximize your attendance and we are very proud. We have 90% um, engagement rates. Uh, I'm sorry, 90% attendee rates on most of our events. This was actually so successful that the platform was asking us how we did it. The second metric would be a session attendance. So not only for your overall event, but also each session, how many total views, both in person and virtual, number of on-demand views and live stream, how many people it had reached to, and which session was most attended. 
This will be very important metrics for you when you're designing your next year's event so that if this year was very successful, you can also do it again next year and have even more success because you already have all this information from, from the past that will set you up for success. The next metric would be engagement. So all activities that you have during your event, overall actions, results to your chats, polls, Q and A's, how many people responded, how many people um, engaged. There are some um, events where you really have a lot of interactivity. So there are scorecards where you get points for interacting throughout all the sessions. And this would be also a very important metric for you to know. So the last one would be sponsor data. Um, these are visitor actions on their booth, material downloads, connections they made, views, clicks on their ads. This will be very important and, and essential information for you when you're trying to get new sponsors for your events, even for this event or just other sponsors in general. So these are the metrics that marketers are normally, you know, they have it in mind at all times. And we want to make sure, we do make sure that every time that you finish one of your events with us, you get all this information and feedback for setting you up for success in the future. So just a, a quick recap in terms of measurement, it's overall attendance, session attendance, engagement action, as well as sponsor data. And I think it's very important before you begin your event to really think about what data you want. I know a lot of times with all these platforms, they offer you a lot of data, but are you actually going to look at it? Because if not, then you're just, we call it death by data, right? You have all this information, but you don't know what to do with it. So it's in, make it intentional in, as part of your journey as you start planning out your event. What data do I want? Right. We love the attendee attendance and session attendance because that's how we use to engage and evaluate whether a speaker is good or not. Right. Or well attended or perceived to be well, because perhaps their session had the most sign up and then everybody stayed all the way through. Or is it they had a lot of sign up, but they kind of felt, you know, the numbers were dropped after 10 to 15 minutes of the session. That is key indicator for us that it perhaps not is either not effective speaker or maybe it's not the best fit for our event, right? So we really use that. And also engagement, right? The engagement is also very important. You hear about, you know, people are just so zoomed out and it's so true. So it's really important that as you plan it out, you really build in that attendee journey experience. What do you, what it is that you want the attendee to experience coming to your event, right? Especially whether it's in-person, hybrid, Virtual, um, that's really huge here at Innovate Marketing Group as we plan with our clients. We kind of really look at the big picture first before we dive into all the details. All right, our last section, what are some of piece of advice or considerations that you would share with the audience in order to improve their hybrid events? Right, well, there are a few, but... Uh, first one would be, as I mentioned, hiring someone with the right skill set and that has a, you know, a network that can really support you and make your dreams come true. This all events have a certain goal and purpose, and you want to make sure that you are partnering with the right people that really understand you. There are great people out there, but you want to make sure that you're working with the right one. The second one would be. A hybrid event is planning two events, essentially. 
So these two events should converge into one, but please do keep in mind that there is a lot more planning, a lot more cost necessary. And this is also an incredible opportunity to maximize the reach of your event. So while the cost could be increased for the interactivity, you also increase your reach. And if you have a correct strategy, you can really set your goals and maximize profit. Another very big one would be keeping both live and virtual audiences in mind while you're planning. You want to make sure that the experience is enjoyable and positive for both equally. So, of course, attending the in-person event has a human element that the virtual could be missing. But if you make sure that your virtual audience has an incredible experience, then having both in mind will ensure that both audiences are really engaged and that it creates a positive impact in their life. Another very important one would be to elevate the experience. So if this is, whether this is an event that you already did in the past or this is a new event that you're hosting, it should always be a personalized experience. So you want to understand what is that your audience really wants to get out of your, from your event. And if you have that very clear, then you can accomplish it. So keeping it personalized, keeping everybody in mind, their time, their needs, um, their cultural background, their resources, giving them a choice, having, you know, mental health breaks and all these wellness integrations that are really important for events and also trying to keep it interactive and most importantly, fun. Nobody wants to go to a boring event. And lastly, and maybe more, most importantly, communicating effectively. So you want to make sure that your live attendees understand not only the agenda, but all the safety measures communicating registration, session protocols, both virtual and live audiences. So these are just a few tips. The most important one would be to really create, like you mentioned, your attendee journey experience so that they are very well taken care of. They feel like the experience was created for them and that creates a very immersive experience and hopefully a very long lasting experience. Those are some fantastic tips, Sarah. So if anybody have a question, make sure you reach out to Sarah from our team. She's definitely the expert. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head, like, well said, well said. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I mean, again, this is not a pitch to do hybrid, right? But we do want to help bring some educational piece and really help people understand what hybrid is because we've just been getting a lot of questions from our own clients that we service. And we want to make sure this information goes beyond that, where it really helps you as you're planning your event journey. You know, every, every event's a fresh start. And as we embark on the new year, I think everybody's coming back. And part of our new year theme is scaling up, right? Like scaling up that experience. And so for our team, we're always thinking about how can we level up the experience we built last time? You know, we have a lot of recurring clients and we're very proud of that, but we don't stay stagnant, right? Also, it's in our name, so I feel a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, so one Definitely. of our company value is in innovate, right? We innovate, we, but it's really fun because then we're always at the forefront trying to see what else and pushing that boundary. And I love what Sarah said about being fun, your event being fun, because nobody likes to go to a boring event. You know, I nodded extra hard when she said that. That was so good. <laughs> but thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, man, for having me. It was great. Yeah. 
Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, and other channels, but you know, feel free. But thank you guys so much for joining us today. And if you have any questions regarding what we talked about today, feel free to reach out. And we look forward to building new experiences and potentially even helping you guys with some of your events coming up. And I want to thank Sarah because she brings the knowledge. She's so knowledgeable and just always with a smile. So she's definitely a person that you want to get to know and reach out if you have questions or interested in working with our company. Thank you, Amanda. It's always great to talk about events. And even in this new age, it's just very interesting to see how things are changing. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.